Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Parent Pot. I'm Dr. Matt, and then today, as we navigate the summer and do our best to keep our parents up to date on what is going on around the college, we have come to the point in the summer where billing statements have been released and students should be able to see the charges for the upcoming semester. So here to talk to us about the bill and are the fine people from the business office and financial aid. They are here to assist us in understanding everything from how to read the bill, what the next steps are, uh, when everything is due, and where to find additional help with understanding the charges. So welcome to the Parent Pod, you guys. Uh, why don't we go around and just introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Dolores Hall. I'm Associate Director of Financial Aid at CIA. And I'm Richard Maxwell. I am the Finance and Budget Analyst at the CIA. All right. Well, welcome. Okay. So, uh, Richard, we're going to start with you since uh, the first question really has to do with bills going out. Um, so, uh, billing statements have gone out. So, how do students and parents view the bill? Well, the, um, the students receive a link to their MyCIA space, the student account section of MyCIA, that'll take them there and Basically, they just click on a link that says view my bill and it'll create a PDF for them and it'll show them what the pending financial aid is and what the current charges are. Okay, so when they when they look at the charges, what are some of the things that uh, you want them to look out for to ensure like accuracy? When a person, when a student, when a new student goes out to view their bill for the first time, they should check to make sure that A, they've been charged tuition, which is very important. Um, if they're living on campus, that their housing charges are there. And if they've waived their medical insurance through the um, medical insurance waiver form, that that charge has been removed from the document. And also now, if they've made a change to their meal plan, other than the, the defaulted case cash meal plan, that those charges are actual, are accurately reflected on the bill. Okay, cool. So, and then, uh, when are bills due? The bills are due for those living on campus the Friday before they move in to the residence hall, and for those commuter students the Friday before classes begin. Okay, cool. So, Dolores, um, you know, I know that we get some questions about financial aid uh, and how it's applied. So, talk to our listeners about how they will see their financial awards being applied to their bill. So once you go out to look at the bill or your course and fee statement, you're going to see that you're going to have pendant A. So at the top will be um, your tuition and fees, room and board, and your meal plan. And then at the bottom, you'll see all the pendant, all your pendant financial aid. Your money will not disperse until the first or second week of classes, at which time It'll disperse, but you can see your A pending on the bill, so you can see the remaining balance after the money has been applied to your account. Okay, so so if they if they if, if some of that doesn't get applied right away, like financial aid then sees it at you know and it as so the stuff only that's way in, right? yeah the only way that your financial aid would not show up if you're in the process of. Um, finalizing like a verification or things of that nature, it may not be on your anticipated aid, not yet, not until you complete 
the process and then it'll be on there. Also, for PLUS loans and private alternative loans, they won't show up on the bill unless they're approved. Once they're approved, then they will be put um, on the award letter so it can show up in anticipated aid on the bill. So you can deduct that from the bill. When you ask, when you say that they're approved, what does that mean? That means they're approved for the loan, like they've done all the paperwork, like, and we know that... And you've certified it. Yes. That's the final step? No. That's, no. Okay. The final step is certification, but before that, they have to be approved, especially for a private alternative loan. So in order for them, for me to get the certification, they have to go through the whole process, meaning to complete the application. If they have a co-signer, the co-signer must complete the application and they have to do an endorsement. And once they have that come in, then we can put we put it on the bill. So they're approved right. throughout for that particular loan. But they will not see it on the bill until everything Until it is disperses. Right. So they won't see that piece on the bill until it disperses to the school. Right. So but for the PLUS loan, that's going to automatically be an anticipated aid and on the bill. Right. So what happens um, if something that they, uh, they thought should be on it um, isn't? So how do, they, how do they get that remedied? They probably need to give the financial aid office a call to see where they're at in the process. Because sometimes if the funds are limited or they haven't turned in, their documents in a timely manner, it may not show up on the bill. Right. Especially if they have outside loans that need to be verified by the school. So um, a lot of scholarships give us uh, verification of enrollment where they want us to check their enrollment and make sure they're coming. And once we've done that, they'll release the funds to the school. So, Do those appear on the bill? Yes. So like if the... V, uh, the VFW says I get to have a $2,000 scholarship for 1000 per each semester. It appears on the bill as an outside scholarship. Yes. Nice. Good to know. Cool. All right. So, um, you know, and again, this whole process of the uh, financial aid begins with the FAFSA, right? So what if we have folks out there who have not yet filed their FAFSA? Is it too late? No, but I would say that they probably need to make an appointment with the financial aid office as soon as possible so we can first get their FSA ID and user ID and password set up, and then we can go ahead and complete the FAFSA um, and get it done as soon as possible. Right, so like, and typically, how, like, how long does that take for that process to happen? Uh, it takes probably about three to five business days because... It's going to take about 24 hours to set up the FSA user ID and password because it's linked to your Social Security number, and they have to check with the Social Security Administration. So it takes a little while for that. But then once you get your FSA user ID and password, you can go out to FAFSA and complete um, the FAFSA, which takes us about, yeah, 24 to 48 hours to receive. So you're talking about like three to five business days for us to receive the FAFSA and to award you um, your financial aid. Right. So. Cool. So, uh, you know, I guess going back to the business office then, you know, um, when we're talking about this uh, billing statement being generated, 
um, you know, there are lots of options uh, for students. Well, there's a couple options for students to pay their bill. Obviously, you know, paying in full, but then there's this other option of the payment plan. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. What, you know, how do students get enrolled in the payment plan? Well, the payment plan, there are three ways to pay your bill. And the first is to, you know, with, with either a check or credit card. And then this, for any balance that's remaining after all financial aid has been applied, um, have enough financial aid, including that covers the cost of that semester's bill that would give you a credit balance. Or you can join a, the payment plan, which is not which is not our payment plan. We contract a third-party company to manage the payment plan. Um, it's a zero-interest payment plan. It basically, you can choose it by semester or by year. It's cheaper to do it by year um, because the company that manage, charges a, a setup fee or a, yeah, it's a setup fee, and it's, it's currently $50 for a semester and $90 for the, the year. Um, the payment plan, if you sign up by the 5th of each month, beginning June 1st, um, then you can have a 10, basically a 10 months to pay off the loan, to pay off the tuition due over the course of the school year. Or if it's just a semester, it's like three or four months. But it all, but it all is based upon on the timing and we can, there's lots of information that you can contact the business affairs office if you need to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I guess speaking of contacting uh, business affairs, like what if, um, you know, what if there is an error on the bill or, right, or a presumed error on their bill? How do they get a hold of uh, the business office? What's well, the best way? The, they should probably email student accounts at cia.edu or contact the student accounts administrator. Um, Unfortunately, at this time, I don't know who that is because we're currently replacing that position. the 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 person of thirty three years has retired this this year. So, um, but I know the phone number. It's two one six four two one seven three one eight. But I just don't know a, a name to give you. So, I, I apologize for that now. Well, if you call, somebody will either pick up or you can leave a voicemail for that <laughs> yeah. person. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, you'll you'll be responded to within at least twenty four hours if. Um, so Richard, you know, um, you know, when we talk about some, there's actually a pretty good advantage to making sure that all your enrollment paperwork is in on time and that everything is, is set and good to go. Obviously being able to start the semester off the right way is, uh, is a pretty large incentive, um, and something that I think all families and students want. Uh, certainly that's what we want as well. But you know, I know that there's a uh, there's also a monetary advantage um, to students making sure that they fill out all of their uh, enrollment paperwork. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, as long, if 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 the students are able to complete all of their enrollment requirements, which means having registered for their courses and completed their payment arrangements, whether however it's it's arranged, um, the two hundred and seventy five dollar registration fee will be removed from the bill if it's if all that is done generally the fr friday a month before classes begin right so if you're you know it's so you know looking to make sure that you are you know on top of those things filling out that that paperwork submitting whether you're submitting payment or submitting to the uh, payment plan 
and making sure that all that is is set up is is actually like financially advantageous. Like that's a nice chunk of money back, you know. It is, and those dates are all very very clearly listed on my CIA in the student account section, and they'll be in all the emails that we send to students and the parents. Um, we're we're not we can't send specific dollar amounts your student might owe, but because of because of FERPA, but we will send an email to you saying, hey, your student's bill is ready to view or a yeah. bill is ready to be, you know, and we'll link is not we'll link all that information to you. A very important thing to say would be to make sure that your student has filled out their FERPA permissions because we we that's a pretty serious thing. I mean, we have it's a federal mandate. We ha- we can't really go into much detail with parents unless those FERPA permissions have been granted. And you know, and so for the parents, if uh, if you're unaware of what FERPA is, it is actually a um, a, a federal law that protects student information. Um, and so, as a uh, as an adult, um, their your student's information is kind of off limits to you. So grades and uh, billing and uh, and and anything that is identifiable to students as far as their personal information uh, about the school uh, is. Uh, it, you know, is protected. And so, as Richard said, you know, we'll get into this uh, actually in another parent pod and some other information, um, a little bit more about FERPA and, you know, what the parent partnership, if you will, between parents and uh, and CIA and how your student plays into that um, and has a, a pretty large impact on uh, what we can communicate back and forth to you. So um, look out for that information as we get along. Um, but the, like the next question that I have really has to do with um, completing that process, right? That two hundred seventy-five dollar you know, waiver really kind of is a good segue to talk about. At the end of summer, there are typically uh, a number of students who end up having to kind of scramble to get things uh, completed last minute. Uh, in order to start the semester off, uh, well, I'll say cleanly, right, or without a you know without a hitch. So what are some of the most common issues that the two of you see with students completing that enrollment process? I think not understanding that in order to waive the 275 registration fee, you have to have all of your um, paperwork in order and also financial aid in order, meaning that, you know, come August 5th, we're not going to want you to pay the entire bill, but we want you to have payment arrangements set in place in order for you to um, register and go to classes on time. So a lot of times, you know, just paperwork that you forget to do, um, your... Promissory notes. Promissory notes, verification forms, parents doing their um, plus loan applications. Um, making sure you do the medical fee waiver, the student data form, everything to get you registered. Um, it's just little things that you may not uh, even realize that you have not done yet, but in order for you to get registered, you need to get those things done um, to make sure that all your verification is complete, your master promissory notes, your entrance counseling, everything that the financial aid has been asking you to do up until that point we need that all to be in, and we need everything to be in a clear so that we can clear you to go to the business office to get registered and 
get yourself in class. Right. Um, and it's always just the little things like maybe not a form being filled out or them not completing the whole registration process that they may need to still, you know, go on there and click and check and make sure that they, they've done everything. So. Yeah, and for business affairs, it's student accounts, it's really just there's a payment agreement form that needs to be completed at the uh, for all incoming students, transfer or first-time students. Um, and then and then making those payment arrangements, ensuring that you've done your financial aid and you've signed your promissory notes and that your parents have done their, you know, have filled out their parent plus loan applications or if you found that that alternate person who could help you finance your, your education or you've joined the payment plan. If all else fails... You, you can you join the payment plan and then you and then you can still work with financial aid to come up with you know how completing those processes because as long as you are on the payment plan we consider in a good standing in the payment plan we consider you a current and you know in in proper a good order good, um, good standing I just said it a lot but good standing student and so then we will say you're all good to go and you get to begin your fabulous four years at CIA. Cool. So, so here's the so here's the question then. So I think um, is there a good way for um, students to view if everything has been turned in and they are they are good to go? Because no doubt, like for those students who end end up being on that list with a few things that they might have forgotten to fill out, or maybe they're waiting things like they will receive robocalls and emails and all kinds of stuff <coughs> alerting that they are missing some information into who to contact in order to get that done. But to avoid all of that, is there any way um, that students uh, can view uh, and make sure that everything is completed? Uh, we, do, we do put what's called... I, we do put what, what's called a soft hold... That basically says you've completed everything in the business affairs end of side of things. Um, that's the only way we in, in student accounts have a real way to say that you've completed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know financial aid. You can go and look at look at all go online and look at your all of your requirements have been met there. On oh, net partner. In their net yeah, in your net partner. Um, oh, go ahead. Just double check in net partner. And also keeping up with your financial aid, just keep in contact with us to make sure that, you know, we're gradually uh, getting everything done. Because the goal is to make sure that everything is done before August 5th and the first day of classes. So if you have any questions or concerns, call the financial aid office and we'll, we'll make sure we get you through that process. I mean, I know that um, one thing that, that usually helps you know, help me out not only as a uh, a student, but also as a parent of a student is to make sure you keep records of the things that you turned in. Because while most schools, you know, if not all schools, you know, have really good record keeping, um, that there are times that, you know, maybe something gets missed. And so it's always an easier way to say, hey, we don't have this form. And you're like, well, I have this form. Let me just... <laughs> Let me just email it to you. Yeah. And then that way, uh, things that might get missed um, uh, on accident aren't as, aren't as big of a deal, you know, when you're just kind of sending in, you know, the, the uh, scanned copy. 
right. uh, the original. So, mm. but you, um, you know, so the payment plan. Was there anything else that you wanted to add about the payment plan? Yes, I'm so. Uh, yes, I did forget a very important part of the payment plan. It, it's flexible. So let's say you sign up for it at the beginning of the semester, and then you receive additional financial aid or outside scholarships or. Uh, any kind of payment from your grandma or grandpa decides to send in money on your behalf, you have the ability to go into that payment plan and adjust it to to reflect the amounts. So you could theoretically have a lower payment plan by receiving additional financial aid or outside payments. Um, that's very important to know, and there's no fee associated with changing that. It's it's because it's it's like I said, it's it's really just a a payment plan not managed by us. It's managed by CashNet, if anyone might be familiar with CashNet. Um, so my last question pertains to one mistake uh, that, that students and families often make, right? So when we're talking about um, whether it's throughout the whole process, you know, you, you talked a little bit about promissory notes, you talked about, you know, the making sure that you're setting up the payment plan or, um, or any number of things that kind of get in the way. Uh, students completing the enrollment process but you know what is the one thing that often becomes the largest obstacle for students in starting off this semester uh, without any issues not contacting or not responding to um, the financial aid office or the business office when we're reaching out to them just to make sure that you know to get things done in a timely manner. Um, we will start to send out more correspondence and they'll probably have more contact with us in the you know, months to come because we want to make sure that the student is not sitting in our office the first week of classes and they're able to get off on the right foot. So I think them not just putting it off, saying that you know we can talk later or um, I'm going to get this done. You probably want to talk to us sooner than later so that we can, you know, help to finance that final piece or see what we can do um, to make the bill a little more reasonable and doable. Right. Um, just contacting us and just letting us know every step of the way what's going on so we can help. Yeah. Um, I think that's the avoidance is not the key, especially when you need additional financing. Right. Um, uh, those parents who need to take out the Parent PLUS loan and private alternative loans, you know, they want to contact us as soon as possible so that we can start the process so they know exactly where they stand before the first, the first day of classes. I would say that's the biggest thing that, you know, we have just that communication piece and being able to talk to them to finalize everything. And not wait until the last minute. Yeah, because we talked all, you know, I think the, the due dates and, and what have you, it, they sound very, like, they sound like really flexible for the student to get it and the parents to get everything done, you know, as, as late as possible before they come to campus. Um, but, like, if you could pinpoint, like, it, it, you know, if you could, you know, put, put your finger on a date during the summer... What would what would be the best date, you know, knowing that, like, sometimes people have to have a little more time to get things together, but, like, what would be that, that the best date um, to just kind of make sure that everything is in 
you know, when it's supposed to. Um, so that way, if there's it's, and it still leaves time for financial aid or the uh, uh, to kind of assist students in the event that there's an issue. I think the middle of July. I think that's a good time because bills will probably have gone out. So you have a firm understanding of what the balance is going to be because your financial aid is already um, pending on that award letter. So in the middle of July, you should have a um, a great deal of understanding where you stand and you probably want to reach out to the financial aid office to see what you need to do next. Yeah. Um, because with the bills go out... They go out in mid-June for incoming and transfer students. Okay. So that way you get to, you know, do a little bit of research on private alternative loans, the payment plan, um, plus loans. And if you need, like, assistance, like an endorser or a co-signer, you have time enough to, you know, start, get the ball rolling on that and get help from the financial aid office as well. So, and, if you know, you can always do appeals and, you know, special circumstances within the office. So I think that's a good time to, you know, sit back and go through your folder and call us up set up appointments, and just make sure everything is good before um, the first day of classes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same with a student accounts. Middle of June, July would probably be the best time to start if you haven't, um, because like we said, we don't want you to arrive here with, and then be, be like told, hey, you can't move in until you figure it out. Um, we just... I just we just really want people to be comfortable and have had the time to to think about it before they're here. Well, I think that's a, that's one of the things about Start, right? So yeah. that's one of the one of the hopes that that we have um, through the Start program that happens in the summer through the Student Life and Housing Office is that we provide opportunities and information for you to be able to um, uh, you know to work through those issues like you're talking about, Dolores. You know, be able to um, have those conversations with the people in the uh, in and around the college that you need to work with in order to iron all of that stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. So that way, by the time movement happens, yeah, like that that is a that is a tough thing uh, for us to do to say, you know what, hey, but you know, I know this is your move-in time, but you should park park. You know, let's park. Uh, you'll need to go see the the financial aid office first, and then the business office. So to avoid all of that, you're right. Like making sure that you have. Um, some time to go through it. Uh, if you have questions, write them down because I think those um, oftentimes become the a good basis to start those conversations with financial aid or the business office uh, and to clarify some things so that way you can get that done. I agree. Like I feel like mid July, um, you know, even toward the last week of July at the latest is probably the best way to kind of make sure that everything you have is handled. Uh, because then any kind of curveballs that may come into view or anything like that. So you still wind up being a good in a time, good time frame for the August fifth deadline if you do it that way. So you know, in in the weeks to come, we'll reach out to students and we'll be calling students more. The initial email comes from through the Start program for the incoming and transfer students about when the bills are ready. 
But after that, we'll send out an email probably three or four times between that initial email from start through to the week before the 275 waiver date comes up so just to keep you guys informed i mean if you, if you haven't completed the process by then we'll we'll send you send you a little reminder saying hey just so you know there's a week before or three weeks left before you get to save 275 mm-hmm. so i mean i think that that is also probably um a sage bit of advice you know is to really make sure that you know, for parents, we're going to provide any every opportunity we can to make sure that those messages get pushed out to you so that way you know kind of like what's happening during the summer, um, you know, so that way you can ask your students about that. Uh, because all that messaging, you know, direct, like uh, uh, typically will go directly to the student, um, you know, and we will obviously pepper in some information to parents to make sure that they're in the know as well just like we're doing now at the, with the parent pod, but I feel like they should also, I think it's important for parents to understand that a lot of that stuff is going to go directly to students about their individual bills or about their individual financial aid. And so it might be sitting in uh, an email uh, account mm-hmm. um, waiting for some response. And so I think it's important for, for families to understand that and for parents to kind of help um help their, uh, their students, um, know where that, where that is and, and, uh, and getting that stuff done. Yes, it is very important because, um, email is the official communication to students and business affairs will not mail invoice, uh, statements or, or, um, tuition bills. They, they are, e- they are emailed to the student asking them to log into the system to view the statement. And if they wish to print one at that point, they can print one at that point. And it's important to also know at that during at, at that point in the summer, um, students will have been given their uh, CIA email that they'll have to set up, and so their CIA email is actually the email uh, that's the kind of the official way yep. uh, that CIA is going to communicate with them is going to be through their CIA email. So there's also this transition. If transition into college isn't tough enough, there's also a transition. <laughs> From either uh, a personal email that they've you know that they've right. been holding on to since maybe they were in seventh grade or whatever, um, uh, or if they had an old high school account like that they used when they um, applied to CIA, like at, at that point you know right before bills go out is when uh, is right around the time where the CIA email is also going to be created and students will have to set that up. In that time, so I think it's important for also for parents to make sure that their student has also set up their CIA account because that's where it all is going to be sent. That's the, one of the most important things that you can do as a parent is to ensure your child has done that. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. So, um, so yeah. So I mean, I think uh, this has been pretty valuable across the board here, and uh, my hope is that parents will. Uh, take advantage of that, even if they're small questions, uh, you know, um, shooting an email to either uh, the financial aid office, their, their, their student's financial aid uh, counselor uh, specifically, um, or calling the business office, uh, student accounts office uh, yeah. in, uh, in the business office area and asking those questions, because I think those are really important, especially if you have questions now, get those questions answered, you know, because this is right when the bills are getting sent out. And so those there, uh, folks like Richard and Dolores and the rest of the financial aid team, and then uh, and then the new person uh, in student accounts, 
you know, that's one of the things that uh, they're waiting for, you know, to help provide that customer service to you all uh, and answer all those questions. Because really the goal is to for you all to be able to get your, your enrollment pieces done prior, way before you're, you know, even packing the car uh, to come to campus. And that's our goal too. And so, uh, so yeah, so, you know, please make sure that you utilize that information when you have even the slightest question, because uh, we're here all summer yep. to answer those. So I want to thank our guests uh, for all of their insight, and my hope is that this maybe answered some, if not all, of your questions about the bill and about financial aid. Um, like I said before, if you have residual questions, please feel free to contact their office directly. So for the Parent Pod, this is Dr. Matt wishing you the best, and until the next one, see ya.